Blog Talk Radio. Everyone and thank you for joining me for another amazing lesson. It's your girl, Cy Brown, and today we're talking about manners and the importance thereof. <laughs> we come together just to share lessons and tips and solutions on really how to be the best uses that we can be. And you know something? It's not as difficult as we think. I always share with everyone I come in contact with, you don't have to get it right. You just have to get it going. And you know something? Once you get it going, it becomes so much easier. You, you kind of are, are, are halfway there. Let me tell you a little bit about this whole manners, this whole manners piece. Many of you know, and I've shared just in my live appearances, in my blog, in other audio lessons, that I grew up uh, in, in, in New York City with very socially active parents. And so manners and, and etiquette and sitting properly at the table and decorum, all of those things were incredibly important to my mom. I mean, we even went to the opera and just just a whole host of things. We were definitely involved with with um, an active social life in New York City growing up, and that's what I grew up, so that's what I know. But you know something? I look at it now, and as much as I hated it as a kid, I am so grateful and so thankful that my mom taught me that taught me those wonderful lessons at six and seven and eight and nine and ten years old because it's unfortunate, but some people now, because of their career, because of professional development, they're forcing themselves to learn now what they were not taught as a child. It's not a strike against them, but you know something? It's great that they recognize now, hey, listen, to develop myself socially and professionally and personally, I have to know certain things. My mother made me memorize the book, Tiffany's Table Manners for Teenagers. I recommend that book to anyone. The young person in your life will probably, I don't want to read this, but you know what? They'll thank you later. And it circled, it came back full circle when I wrote my first book. Well, actually, when I was writing my second book, uh, From Hip Hop to Heaven for Girls. The, there's an entire section starting around page 50 in, in my book, From Hip Hop to Heaven for Girls, that has pictures of, of place settings, what to do when you sit down at the table what to do before you sit down at the table, what to do when the host or hostess sits down at the table, what to do with your hands during dinner. I mean, it's really, really complete. It, 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 it's got a lot of information, and it's written in such a way that's very non-threatening, very non-demanding. It's got a great-looking girl on the cover, nice pink cover. So I, I strongly recommend uh, just picking up from Hip Hop to Heaven for Girls, if there's anyone in your life, especially a young lady, who you feel can personally benefit from etiquette, table manners, decorum, anything along those lines, because let me tell you, it is only going to help them out as much as, as they can take it. Before we really get started, just want to touch on a few more things. Encourage you to follow me on Twitter, www dot twitter dot com forward slash life remix. 
so that way you can follow me and follow my tweets. Just to give a big shout-out to True, who I see just joined me in the chat room. Hello, friends. I've missed you. Great to see you. Um, but let's get started. Let's, let's, let's really just kind of jump headfirst into this lesson and, and, and get things going today. I, I have to share with you, before we even really get started in the mechanics of what to do at the table, anybody that works for me, is always treated out to dinner before the actual offer letter is made. This includes personal assistants or people that will be helping me on a part-time basis, particularly people that will be traveling with me. You want to know why? A large portion <clears throat> excuse me, of what I do professionally is about engaging or, or the act of engaging with other people. And more often than not, we're not in an office. 90% of what I do takes place in restaurants, coffee houses, at cocktail parties, VIP receptions, fundraisers, and you know something? You better believe that people are watching. If you don't think they're watching, <laughs> I know because I watch. And you know something? There's times when I'm not sure what to do and I follow other people. <laughs> I follow other people because it's really important to know what to do when you're out in public. It's no longer enough to just have a degree or I've got a bachelor's or I've got my undergrad or I'm going to, you know something? You have to be a total person. And living in this tight job market, you need to, to, to be able to differentiate yourself at every single turn. And your ability to differentiate red and white wine glasses may seem very insignificant or very inconsequential, but let me tell you something. It could just be the tipping point. It could just be that piece that sends you right over the edge. Who knows? I think it's very important in all areas to be able to have certain social graces. It's not about being a snob. It's not about, oh, you're trying to act white. Oh, it's not that you think you're better than us. It's about, you know what, I need every competitive edge that, 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 that I have access to to get me ahead. That's all it basically boils down to, having a competitive edge over someone else. And, and, and what's even better is even if, in fact, you are deficient in, in an academic area or even if you're deficient in some other area, just having good social graces and social manners may be the tipping point to edge you out over somebody else. Think of it that way. I, I watch um, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> I am a, a huge Will Smith fan. Just as a sidebar, the only movie I wasn't really a fan of was I Am Legend and Wild Wild West. But all his other ones I absolutely love. So at every turn I watch The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Good, clean, fun to get my day started. But <clears throat> I remember in one episode, um, Will was set to meet his girlfriend Lisa's dad for the first time. And so what he decided to do, he decided to impress him and offered to take Lisa's dad out to, to this really fancy restaurant. And when the server brought over a small bowl, it had warm water and a lemon in it. <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about it. And Will said, oh, thanks for the tea, and he started drinking it. <laughs> and she corrected him and said, 
sir, that's a finger bowl. So what he did was he just grabbed the little bowl with his fingers instead of, you know, palming it how he had done it. What he didn't know is that he was really supposed to clean his hands with the warm water and the hot towel that she was offering, not drink it. It wasn't tea. And <laughs> it was very funny. And, of course, you know, Will Smith made it hilarious just with his antics and his body language and his facial expressions. But the message was very clear that he looked so out of place, and it created for a very awkward environment when all he was trying to do was impress Lisa's father. <laughs> so that's, that's one of the, just one of the little instances that, you know, that I never forget and I always see uh, just replaying in my head. Uh, one time my children and I were flying back from California, and, be, you know, we ended up sitting in first class, which was great, and they did the same thing. They, the, the airline, the particular airline that we were flying, brought my children and I warm towels and, and to, to clean our hands, and then they brought us warm cookies and milk. And my children were like, whoa, this is pretty cool. And it, 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 it's just important. If social manners and social graces w was not taught to you at an early age, you know what? That's okay. That's perfectly – start right now and start teaching your children. I'll tell you at our dinner table when we eat, and we don't always eat as a family. There's four of us, my husband and my two teenagers. It's rare almost that all four of us are at dinner at the same time. But when we are all together, the candles are on the table. It probably sounds so corny, but the candles are lit. We have a full place setting. The only thing we don't have is cloth napkins, but we have paper napkins. But the table is set, the glasses are there. Now, quite honestly, eh, do I really care? Eh, not really. We can just all grab a plate and do it buffet style. But I have to do whatever I can to give my two sons whatever competitive edge that they can get to help help them later on in life. And you know something? I truly believe in my heart that having good manners is plays a very, very, very major role in it, just because I lived it. But anyway, let's move right along. I want to get to some things that you should do before you even sit down at a table. You know, you walk into a dinner party, you see people there, or even if you're at your friend's house, there's some things that you should always do before you even sit down. And the first is arrive at least 10 minutes early unless otherwise specified. If you're on time, you're, well, no, if you're early, you're on time, and if you're on time, you're late. I always have to try to remember that because I always ask people to give me seven minutes. My husband hates it because I'm always a couple minutes late. But I've gotten so much better because I understand a lot of conversations take place before, before the activities actually really get going. Many of you know I host a dinner party at my house pretty frequently, and the most recent dinner party, some two guests who, who traveled a long way arrived at my house about 15 to 20 minutes before the guests were scheduled to start arriving, and I hadn't even jumped in the shower yet. But you know what was so beautiful? They got to spend very intimate time. We talked about our families before everybody else got there. It allowed me to connect with them. I jumped in the shower. They sat in the living room, had a glass of wine. By the time the doorbell really started ringing, I was out and ready, and we never connected again during the event for more than two or three minutes. So please arrive early unless, unless you know, the invitation says otherwise because it will really give you some invaluable time with your host, your hostess, and the people actually 
putting the event together. Let's move this baby along. Listen, this is cardinal rule. Turn off your cell phone or switch it to vibrate before sitting down to eat. Leave it in your pocket. Leave it in your purse because it's so impolite to answer a phone during dinner. It, it, it's just totally disgusting. If you must take a call, excuse yourself from the table. Uh, you know, just, just gently excuse yourself. You don't even have to say, I have to take a call. Just say, please excuse me. That's, that's all you have to do. And if a woman has to leave the table or return, all men seated with her should stand up. And I make my sons do that. So that means if I excuse myself to the bathroom, my sons and my husband, they should sit up, stand up, I'm sorry, as I'm getting ready to be seated. Just a couple little things before you sit down. Let's move along to what to do once you sit down. Once you sit down, obviously, maybe not obviously, but the napkin should always go in your lap. That is very, very important. Please, gentlemen, do not take a napkin and tie it in your shirt. I know you may want to protect your tie. What you can do is take your tie and gently tuck it within your shirt, which still even in that sense is not the best, but just please don't tuck a napkin in your tie. It just really doesn't, it, it doesn't look well at all. When asking for something, remember, please, thank you. If you're asked for the salt or pepper, pass both of them together. Even if one table mate asks for only one of them, this is so dinner guests won't have to search for the standalone. So say if the person to your left asks for salt and you pass them the salt and then the person on your right asks for salt, now you have to fit. No, just keep them together at the table. Never intercept the pass. So if someone is, is, uh, is passing the bread basket, don't just stick your hand in because it's going past you. Grab the bread basket, take it, put it on your plate, and then sit it directly on the table instead of passing it hand to hand. Just some, some quick tips for everybody to just at least think and, and, and process. Really the purpose of this lesson is to serve as a call so that we can all have a complete working knowledge of table manners. This stuff is really, really important. And you know something? You can Google edit, etiquette. You can Google table manners. But really, this is to serve as just uh, a start, hopefully a catalyst for you to get on the path to really developing yourself to be comfortable in social settings, especially as more business is being conducted in and around social settings. Think about our social networks. Just think about that. But anyway, let's move back. Let's get right on back into this. This is a biggie. Butter, spreads, dips, they should be transferred from the serving dish to your plate before spreading or eating it. So that means if there's butter, don't take the butter and put it directly on your bread. Take the butter, put it on your plate, put the butter down, and then spread it on the bite-sized piece. Do not shove a whole piece of bread in your mouth. Break off a small piece, slather on some butter, and pop it in your mouth. You got that? Just little, little things make a huge difference. Please. Let's move on to wine. I am a, a wine drinker. I love red wine, not a big fan of white wine. And my husband and I got into a very quirky situation one time. We were out, and my husband at the time did not drink alcohol at all, not because he's in recovery or anything like that, but he just – decided for a long period of time in his life he didn't want to consume alcohol, which is fine. He's a Sunday school teacher. He just didn't even want anyone to see him with a wine glass, which is 
perfectly okay. I applaud him for that, but I still chose to drink wine on occasion. We went out to a meeting, and they had red and white wine, and he declined. He he didn't want anything to eat, didn't want any wine, and I, I, I whispered in his ear, please take something, and he said no. Well, I did, and on our way home, we got into a very heated debate on how rude it was for him to sit there and not have nothing. This, you know, it's not even an issue. I'm not trying to, you know, make this an issue of, of uh, couples arguing in public or anything because it wasn't like that. But just imagine if you're the hostess or the host and you offer someone wine or food, just take a little piece, even if you don't eat it. And my husband is such a principle, a man of principle, he's like, I don't want it. I don't feel I have to apologize. I, if I don't want it, I don't want it. But you know something? Some people will turn a wine glass upside down to decline it. It's more polite to just let the wine be poured and not draw attention. Otherwise, hold your hand gently over the wine glass as it's being poured or being passed, just as a little signal that you don't want any wine. That's it. But it created a bigger diversion by him saying no thank you and the people continuously asking him, well, if you don't want wine, what do you want? Well, you want me to get you some juice? It just just pour, take the wine, just let it sit there. That's all. But it, it, it created for a very prickly situation between he and I. Um, we got through it. it. It wasn't that it was that major, but it was just a time. If we're going to develop ourselves as a social couple, we need to be on the same accord, and we need to have the same mission when we go in there. And our mission was not to get intoxicated. But you, you know that kind of thing, when in Rome, do as the Romans do? You, you have to kind of acclimate yourself to the room that you're in, especially if it's your desire to make connections, start to network, and build bridges. You can't thwart the development of your bridge just because you're so principled you don't want a glass of wine. I don't know. It's up for debate, but I'm just giving you from a networking and socially and social development perspective. Some more stuff. Try a little bit of everything on your plate. There's nothing more embarrassing than to have everything else gone but this big pile of X. You know something? If you don't like it, then, then, then I would recommend leaving the same amount of everything else on your plate because it looks just, just picture this. Just imagine how horrible it would look. The meat is gone, the vegetable is gone, and then you've got this big clob of potatoes right in the midst. You know, if that's the case, just have two or three spoons of everything. At least it will give the perception that you just weren't that hungry. But if you take of everything else and leave just one item on your plate, it really sends a signal that you didn't like it, it was disgusting. And don't forget, the whole purpose of engaging with people in a social setting is acceptance. Not asking you to compromise who you are, but it's acceptance, let's, let's build bridges, let's find the commonality. So all of these little things that seem very um, immaterial in their meaning are very, very, very important. Another thing, don't blow your food to cool it off. If it's too hot to eat, take the hint and wait. If you see the steam, maybe put it to your lip, put it to your tongue very gently. If it's too hot, put it down. And, and I say that because I, I don't eat hot food. I don't eat hot food at all. I would rather have my, room, my food room temperature and actually almost leaning to the cold side. I don't like cold food, but I would rather have it more cool than hot. I just don't eat hot food, which 
stinks when we have pizza and stuff like that because everybody else is gobbling the pizza and my slice is still sitting there. I've had to learn how to delicately balance being engaged in meal consumption with everyone else while not compromising the fact that I just absolutely hate hot food. So I don't blow it off. I'll just sit there, let it sit. You can break apart your food. What, I, what I've done in social settings is I've actually taken my fork or my spoon or my knife and spread my food more across the plate because it allows it to cool it off faster. Because I don't want everybody to be finished eating and I'm still sitting there with a pile of food just because I don't like hot food. Again, the goal when you're out networking and you're, you're in these social engagements you want to make sure you let everyone know, I kind of fit in. I kind of, that's the purpose of you being there. You have to find the commonality to build the bridge so you can be a little bit more successful. You can really start to get engaged with these people, and then whatever reason you're there for can get accomplished. But there's nothing more divisive than having food sitting on your plate. It looks like you don't like it. It looks like you don't want it. You're not, you're, you're not helping anyone. You're actually hurting yourself. You're really just hurting yourself. Let's keep this moving. I've got some more stuff to share. Keep your elbows off the table. Keep your left hand in your lap unless you're using it, or vice versa if you're a lefty and not a righty. Don't talk with your mouth full. Take small bites. Cut only enough food for the next mouthful. I did this one time years ago, and a friend of mine who really has better manners than me, we went out to dinner, and I cut my piece of chicken in all small bites because I was in my mommy mode. You know, mommies will sit and cut the, cut the meat in small bites and, you know, feed their children that way. You're really only supposed to cut enough for your next, the next amount that you're going to put in your mouth. And when I was cutting the food, they said to me, what do you think you're getting ready to feed your kids? You're cutting everything into small pieces. And I was absolutely mortified because I knew better. Just cut only enough food for the next mouthful. That's it. Don't sit there and chop it up like you're getting ready to feed a two-year-old. Let's keep it moving. Don't clean up spills with your own napkin and don't touch items that have hit the floor. Just let it go. You can use the napkin to protect yourself from spills, but then politely ask your server to clean it up and bring you a replacement napkin. Do not, you're, not, you're not being a housekeeper when you're going out to eat. You're there to enjoy yourself. I yell at the women all the time that come over to my dinner party, oh, can I help you in the kitchen? I know they're being so gracious, but I don't want you in the kitchen. You're, you're, you're here to socialize and, and connect with people, not help me wash dishes. Let's just put this stuff in the dishwasher and keep it moving. Don't blow your nose at the table. Please excuse yourself to visit the restroom. Wash your hands before returning to the dining area. If you cough, cover your mouth so that you don't spread your germs. Wash your hands. You know, it's all about decorum. I would always recommend to lean on the side of caution and what you think is best than to roll the dice and take a chance, especially if you're out with your coworkers or professional people. Ladies, don't apply makeup at the table, and gentlemen, do not use a toothpick. Unless you're out at Old Country Buffet or, or uh, you know, something like that, don't sit there with a toothpick at the table. That is horrible. And lastly, don't push your dishes away from you or stack them for the waiter when you're finished. Leave everything where it is. At a decent restaurant or at a decent party, the servers know exactly what to do. Don't do that. And don't take your napkin and put it on top of your plate. Please don't, 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 don't. 
I know it sounds like I'm saying don't do this, don't do that. These are just little things that if you can kind of program in your mind will really, really, really help you. Before we, uh, as we start to wind down, just want to share a couple of things about place settings. And all of this stuff can be found on my blog, SciBrown.com. So you can just log on to the blog, SciBrown.com. You'll see everything. And there's a whole section in my book, From Hip Hop to Heaven for Girls, dedicated to all of this. When you sit down at the table and you see all these plates and glasses and things like that, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, where do I start? From the outside in, baby. That's the best way to remember, from the outside in. Typically, follow me here on this one. The plate, your your, your dinner plate is, is in front of you, and the soup bowl is on top. Just imagine, you'll have your soup before you'll have your dinner. So work your way from the outside in. On the left-hand side, you'll see your napkin, then your salad fork, then your dinner fork, and then your dessert fork. You know why? Your napkin goes in your lap, then you eat your salad, then you eat your dinner, then you eat your dessert. On the right-hand side, you'll have your soup spoon, your teaspoon, and then your dinner knife. You'll have your soup spoon, your teaspoon, and then your dinner knife. That's to the right. To the left, it's your napkin, your salad fork, your dinner fork, and your dessert fork. You don't even have to remember all of this. Just remember, work from the outside in. Typically, if you're if, if you're in a um, uh, there's there's different styles like the continental style, the American style. If you're at a very formal place, restaurant or dinner party, in front of you will be to the left. I'd say at about 11 o'clock, you'll find your butter spreader and your butter and your bread and butter plate. That's where your bread and butter goes, not on your dinner plate, not on your dinner plate. And a quick word about your beverage glasses, your, the biggest glass is typically for water. So if you see a huge glass, that's your water glass. Right next to that will be a red wine glass, and then your white wine glass is the smallest of wine glasses. So that way when you sit down and you see this whole plate setting, please don't feel uncomfortable. It's not to scare you. It's not to make you feel like you don't know what you're doing, but it's really just to help get you on your way to to be able to network, to be able to engage with people in a social setting, to really develop your your career and, and really give you the confidence you need to shake hands and kiss babies to take you wherever you want to go professionally. Thank you so much for listening to today's lesson. It's your girl, Cy Brown. All of this information can be found on my blog. Please remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thank you so much, and I'll see you the next time.